This is The Lift, a series where I'll speak with women who are making their mark on businesses and their communities. Through vulnerable conversation, we'll touch on topics of goals, leadership, and mindset, ultimately lifting us up professionally and personally. I'm Nikki Probst. I'm energized by authentic, ambitious people, and I'm inviting you to come along as I connect with them. Today, I have the pleasure on this first episode of The Lift of talking to Mrs. Mel Tromley, the Director of Leadership Programs with the Grand Rapids Chamber, and someone that I have heard so many good things about and have never had the opportunity to meet until this very day. We talk about all things leadership and get into what has been motivating us the last few weeks and what is really lifting us up in the Grand Rapids community. So everyone, please enjoy Mel Tromley. The first thing that I wanted to ask you was what positive changes have you seen in yourself or your personal life or and or the community since this all started? Yeah, I haven't really had to think about this. I um, It's funny because if you would have asked me in like July, I'd have been like, I know this is a place of privilege, but COVID has really impacted me. But now I think that we're at that, like at the marathon portion, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> but like <laughs> looking back positively, I think COVID helped me to prioritize like my relationships and activities I wanted to dig deep into. And I think we're probably similar. I was doing so many events and all these things because I thought it was essential for my job. Yeah. And when those got you know, close down immediately. I realized like when I'm saying my friend Lee Moyer, I say like, when we're saying yes to this, we're saying no to your family. And so helping to kind of recenter that, but then also it's not about the events. It's about showing up for people. And I think like things like we're doing now or sending a card or a phone call is actually a better, deeper connection, which is what I was seeking in those events anyways. And so, yeah, I think um, just kind of like the event circuit and just prioritizing both my family and friends, I think it's really um, just helped me evaluate. And as a, as a woman, or I think really anybody, but a few of my closest like girlfriends have talked about like how we've really evaluated like who are value adds in your life. And if somebody is, um, you know, just taking so much and not adding value to your life, like why, why am I, you know, spending time, like time's finite. So yeah, Yeah. I think that's really been a big thing. I think as far as the community, you know, I think it's forced us to innovate. I think we've done this with Athena really well, but you know, like, I think we're going to look back and I think you'll see this too, like at Custer, like in 2018, like, why were we doing everything in person? Yeah. And I think just some of these virtual things, and I think um, I definitely, like, want to be back in the office and do those things, but I think some of the flexibility, the money that we've wasted on, like, events with three-course lunches and things like that, where instead we do it virtual and we can spend all that money on women-owned business or, you know, kind of refocus. No, we're learning new ways of working, and it's so true. And from a customer perspective, that's honestly like something we've been grappling with and we work so closely with Steelcase and the research they've done, but it's like as a company that sells space and the importance of space, it's it's kind of a, a realization like, yeah, you don't need to be in a space all the time to get productive, meaningful work done. But I mean, granted, I still firmly believe 
with with or without me working for Custer that I still want an office to go to. And I think that's important yeah. to connect with people and collaborate and share. So I don't think it'll go away fully, but it's been really interesting. Like, okay, we positioned ourselves to have technology be our friend. And I think a lot of other companies didn't realize that that was even an option until yeah. we we're forced to do it. So, I mean, I look at like our office, which is an open workspace. We have like members that can come in and recently people are like, we miss this. Yeah. Just like the buzz and collaboration and um, Rick Baker, our CEO, and I were in the office. We had to facilitate, so it was essential. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like joking, like, we just missed this. And so much, so many ideas and different things happen just in passing when you're like sitting back to back and you're like, hey, Rick, what do you think about this? And then next thing you know, you have a whole new program. I think we will miss that with virtual because you don't have that kind of buzz in between. Yeah, like the serendipity. Yeah, like things like uh, virtual doctor visits, like mm -hmm. parent-teacher conferences, like those, some of those things like disproportionately impact some people. Interviews, like we're interviewing for, for a role right now. You mm -hmm. know, I think having someone come to the chamber, pay $15 for parking, have to take three hours to get down there when, you right. know, I think it's just also going to create some like more access points for people as well. Yeah. <laughs> I really want the chamber to um, do like some of these organizations where they're like giving us stipends for like from Custer so that way we can buy, like we are here yeah. for a while. Like, yeah, I need a chair and a desk similar yeah. to that, you know, mm -hmm. um, and like I can help you out. a lot of companies are doing that for sure. Yeah, it's just the way to support employees. Like, yep, you can't come in for a while, but if you need an ergonomic chair or a desk or something to make your office more comfortable and productive, then yeah, got to do it. Yeah, like $500 stipend or whatever. It goes a long way. Like yeah. that would make people feel so good. Yeah. I'm going to talk to our HR department about that. For sure. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> love it. So you, I, I'm going to kind of switch up the order because I don't know a ton. How long have you been in your role at the chamber? Yeah, so I actually interviewed almost two years ago, exactly. Oh, geez. And so then I started. Um, so my first interview was when uh, I had just had my daughter who was like in the NICU. So I was just like, oh, I don't even remember what I said, but I had wanted this job. I've been gunning for this job, Nikki, for like two years. Oh, wow. And um, so then I started end of January. So I'm coming up on two years, but okay. like they know, like I came in with the agenda, like I knew what I wanted to do. And so I feel like I had, I hit the ground running pretty hard. Well, I love that. So you had, you know, speaking of purpose, you had a purpose and drive kind of going into that job. Why did you want it so bad? What, what? So I was a teacher for 13 years. Oh, wow. So, um, so I was doing that. And then I did leadership Grand Rapids. Um, and I was trying to figure out like, what was my next step in education? And I wanted to have like more of like a system impact, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to be an administrator because mm -hmm. I like, I love people and I love relationships. And now I've really, I'm starting to own like, that's like what more one of my skill sets. And so how do I combine my skills and my passions? So if I would have become a principal or an admin, like I would have lost that. But I was struggling with like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And um, LGR just made me realize like that my skill set was transferable. And I was like, what is the thing I could do? How do I still do this but have more than six minutes to go to the bathroom? 
Yeah. And so then I ended up doing consulting, but during LGR, I remember being like, oh my gosh, this facilitator is very similar to yes. a high school teacher. It, and teens are just like adults. And, and I mean, this in like the most positive way, but we want to feel seen. We want to feel loved. We want to be pushed. We want to meet new people and feel like our voices are heard. And I think that's how I, you know, with my high schoolers at Kentwood, but also adults, like, I think if we have those things, like we will um, find value. And so, yeah. So when the job posted, I was like, yes, Rick Baker, give me this job. Yes. It makes so much sense that somebody that was a former teacher would lead leadership Grand Rapids or a program like that. But I just went through leadership Kalamazoo. I did very much respect the leaders of that program and how eloquent they are with like just getting out thoughts and feelings and being heard. And I thought like, yeah, you're, you're, it's a wonderful teacher. It's like a professor and guiding this. Uh, yeah. Oh, I want to dig in at some point around leadership Kalamazoo because I would love to kind of just do some comparing what they're doing to what we're doing. Well, that's great. I'm glad that you landed where you wanted to be. And the chamber has some good programs. So, um, so yeah, I, I guess this kind of leads into the same thing. When you, you work so much with leaders and the chamber leadership programs, what are your own leadership goals? So it seems like you found a good fit for yourself, but I guess is there a what's next with the chamber? Or? Yeah, so I think there's uh, two things that have been really like I I joke I half joke but I'm like you know what I need to own this like I um want to be vice president of the chamber and have a talent wing and oh, that you have be like say. Athena and and like just like a figurative wing mm-hmm. but I think especially in this like last year and a half and really in the last couple of years I firmly believe our community needs these leadership programs and mm-hmm. Athena because it brings together different sectors and community members. And I think that's a unique, and I think our community is better when people have relationships with people that are different than them and have respect across like divergent opinions. And I think we've only tapped a little bit of that market. And um, I think like this will make our community better. Yeah. So so how do we do that? Um, And then uh, professionally. And Lizzie Williams has been helping me with this a lot. Um, I think like with one of my leadership goals is being more confident um, in the space I hold. Like I really struggle. This is so embarrassing two years in as a 37 year old that I struggle with feeling like I belong. And I think I like, I often find myself code switching to be more professional, especially when I'm around like a bunch of men. And so I just, I, I want to become more confident in like my voice, my energy, who I am like authentically. And I think I want to be a part of groups that do that. And I feel like that's when I'm thriving. And so instead of being nervous or whatever, like in some of those groups, I want to push myself to be that way. And then I'm thinking like, I want other people to have that too. And so yeah, if I can push myself to like bring in my whoop whoop and my energy, then hopefully that'll create space for other people to show up authentically. Um, yeah. So that's really, I've been really trying to work on that. And it's so funny. Like I have like, just like I take, you know, I, I was a college athlete. So I like take notes like, okay, this is what I'm going to do today. just so I can kind of give myself a pep talk going into some of these meetings. I think when I first started at the chamber, 
I really revered some of these um, businesswomen that were so serious and kind of badass and very direct. And I thought like I needed to lean into that. I'm like, no, I need to lean into my own thing. That makes them awesome. But I need to find my voice and feel comfortable within that. Yeah, absolutely. In the morning, I try and write out what were my victories from yesterday or think about that. What am I grateful for? And then if today will be successful, if I do this, just like one or two things. And then that's such a good practice. Like if you, if, and then you can, and then I write out the rest of my priorities because everybody has their to-do list. But if I can just give myself a little bit of grace and confidence and like, okay, today was successful. If I did these like one or two things and then it's enough. (laughs) So your five years at Custer, do you feel like your confidence has grown into your role? Like do you, like thinking about just like that journey from five years ago to now? Oh, that's a really good question. And yes, I, I do think it has. I acknowledge that I probably haven't given myself enough credit for that. But when I really look back at where I was five years ago to where I am now, um, yeah, I think it has. And and I think that you look at the people around you, like you have wonderful leaders around you. I, I look up to Todd Custer and, and my peers so much too that lift me up every day. And I need to just accept that because they think, now I'm trying to give myself a pep talk, but you know, they think I'm great, even though sometimes I think I'm not doing the best job. They believe in me so much. So it's like, why is it so hard for women sometimes to not acknowledge that the people that you respect around you really do believe that you're doing great things? Like just accept it. You're doing great things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you need? When I wrote that, I guess like you can really interpret that one way or the other. But as a leader in our community, what do you what do you need? <laughs> Which this totally jives off of what we were just talking about. And so I love the out of order because it seems like very, <laughs> I was thinking about like, what do I need? And then I was thinking about, you know, there's a shift in education where we talked about like growth mindset with kids. And I think now this is like a business term that people are talking about. Um, but I think West Michigan culture is harsh on each other. And Mm -hmm. so I need space to fail Mm -hmm. and grow and learn. And so I think there's so many like different cultures and communities that have that and celebrate those things. And that's how we really like reach our maximum potential. But I think West Michigan is such a close knit group. Like we we hold on to things when people mess and make mistakes. And there's a guy in my leadership advantage who is, works with Meyer and he was talking about how he grew up at Target. And I thought that was like perfect. So he talked about how he went, he made some big mistakes. He learned his leadership voice, all of these things, but without the mistakes, you don't grow. And so yeah. I just, I think that's the thing I, Mm-hmm. I would Do you need- feel like it's our community or like our culture here in West Michigan that makes you feel like you can't make mistakes or they're judged more harshly? Yeah, so I, you know, I think, you know, I grew up in Metro Detroit. So like you make a mistake, like no one even knows who you are. But like, I think about like some of the leaders in our community that have been like, people are just so harsh on them. Yeah. You know, and I think it's hard to recover sometimes in West Michigan. So I don't know if it's like the close knitness of it. Uh, it's funny because we're so West Michigan nice, but then also so quick to like rally around 
yes people as well yeah i you know i know a, a few people that have moved here from from even out of michigan and moved to grand rapids and have told me that they find it very hard to break into groups of friends or break into social circles or just outside of work in general and that always makes me feel so bad that i need someone to tell me that to realize it because i have a wonderful huge group of friends that yeah. i i love and respect here and everyone calls me when someone new is new to town i'm like of course i'll have lunch with them and welcome them yeah. in but they still feel a little outside of my group even though i'm trying to be welcoming and i need to kind of check myself that i think that that's a grand rapids thing like people yeah. don't let others in that aren't established <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's bizarre yeah, there's, you know, an interesting thing to maybe for you to look into is Scott Welch is doing the belonging index. And so mm. talking about how do you create the sense of belonging and how belonging looks different to different people and different cultures. But instead of being like, you know, like, what if we had a top 10 list of like, which cities had the highest belonging index score? Because he's like, that's when I would want to move there. You yeah, know, because like you can have affordable housing and da da da, but if you can't get into that community, yeah. Um, and so then he also he does these like belonging dinners, and so it's um, he gets together a group of people and they go through these questions, and it's just really interesting. And I think probably intentionally, but not what people think when they come into these is then that group becomes close. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that going back to your comment about how leadership programs are important for our community or programs like Athena, I think that what you just said about feeling like you have a safe space is a really important part of those programs too, because I, yeah. I had, and maybe not all programs are like that, but in, um, I did emerging leaders like five or six years ago and I felt that way about that and in all the leadership programs that I've done that are done really well it's always felt like a safe space because you're with people that I feel like are open-minded and um I don't know maybe slightly less judgmental because they're there to learn and to be around other leaders that you hope have an open mind too <laughs> so that's an important thing for those programs too is that everybody feels safe to share like that that's amazing. Well, okay. Last but not least, I guess, just in general, um, talking about this word lift, who, who in general are you lifting up or is there someone that you're in close contact with that you can share and who is somebody that lifts you up every day? Oh, I love this. I'm just trying to think about who I lift up and I'm like, I don't know. I hope I lift people up in like day-to-day -day interactions. Like I think that is you know, what get like drives me and like gives me, it's not altruistic, like gives me my life is doing mm -hmm. that. I think with Athena, the thing that we've really been trying to lift up is women leaders and women owned businesses and being really intentional about bringing, there's so many awesome women in our community. They're doing incredible things that aren't on this like award circuit. So mm -hmm. how do we shine light on them and mm -hmm. learn from them and then how do we shift and spend our dollars? So I think we spent 90% of our dollars with women-owned businesses with Athena and over 50% were women-owned businesses or women-led businesses of color. Mm -hmm. Just thinking about like that intention. And I think um, I'm definitely not an economic person, but I think 
in this role, like how can I make impact? Yeah. And our FEMA council was really into pushing that. And I feel mm-hmm. really proud of that. So I think we're lifting up people that way. How is that? Can I segue a little bit? Because yeah. I know the, the ultimate goal of Athena, but what is the program? Like, are you raising money for those organizations? Is that the main goal of the program? What What is the Athena So the program? main goal of the organization is to create a strong business ecosystem for women mm-hmm. through connecting authentically and pushing to grow through our eight Athena principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually our Athena, we were just fe- featured in Athena International. It's like one of the best programs in the nation or sorry, internationally. Oh. And so, I mean, we have scholarship funds that we, okay. um, that we have a um, endowment and then the chamber pays into. Okay. Um, but really like, it's about like leadership connections and then learning. Um, but when doing that, we're spending money. And so like thinking, why am I spending money with a, with a non-local organization or a male organization when I can bring light or spend money with a woman organization? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably like my lift up of 2020 that I'm most proud of. Absolutely. And, and then through that program, you can lift up a lot of people. It's not just one. <laughs> I know. And it's just like... And our, so we were talking about our celebration and it used to be at like the JW or Amway, it kind of rotates. And it's like this three course fancy lunch. You spend mm-hmm. so much money on food. And I get like, we need to find some balance because people want to connect. And there's something about like the hugeness of that event. Mm-hmm. But because we didn't, we went virtual this year, we spent $15,000 with local women. Wow. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So much better use of that money, right? And then I think like, who's lifting me up? So one, I'm doing Leadership Advantage right now, led by Barbara Rappaport. I'm actually doing it like as a participant. It's one of the chamber programs. And honestly, like, I think it's what's getting me through. I've like, I think like most people have had some really high highs and low lows with COVID. Mm -hmm. And this group of people have like, I've become so close with so quickly and like we laugh we challenge each other um we're like there to like get feedback and so I think it's just like something that I I was craving and I really need and I feel like in the five or six sessions we've had I've grown more as a leader than I have in years and so I think that's like a really really beautiful thing um and we get like tense about things like someone called out like my wanting to like do all the things is like it's like a drug you're addicted to that like immediate release when you say yes to something and I'm like oh my gosh that's real so I think I think that that group has really been um important and then I have a few like quarantine squads and we really dialed in um because of COVID and it sounds like you have like a group of friends like this too. And so like we did, you know, regular Zoom meetings when we couldn't see each other. And, you know, some of these friends that I saw were, I was super close with already, but to be able to experience the emotion of Mm -hmm. our last year together and show up for each other, I think has been just like this beautiful, beautiful thing. And so I feel so thankful to have um, some friends and other community leaders that are just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's so important. I, I'm thankful for that too. Friends make the world go round, man. 
<laughs> well, you have lifted me up today, genuinely. This is, I, this was such a great way to start my day and end my week. Seriously, this was just good planning that it fell on a Friday morning. I feel like I can go into the weekend and inspired. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. Thank and you. I will awesome. enjoy your weekend. This was so fun. Yes, you too. Let's it do was. Drinks next time. Yes, absolutely. Seriously, as soon as possible.